the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He desired to know us. He intended to save us and give us the hope of heaven. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Yes, Peter was a man who was really like us, was he not? He had so many great intentions in his own heart. He so desired to do what was right. He so wanted to be strong and unfailing in his walk with the Lord. Yet many times he just simply fell flat on his face. Yet God used Peter and God restored him. And on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came and filled the church, he was the one that God used to preach to the whole crowd and 3,000 people made commitments to the Lord. Yes, Peter eventually lived up to the name that Jesus had given him, the rock. And why is that? Because when Jesus looked at Peter, he saw Peter in a way that no one else could ever see Peter. Not for who he was at that very moment, but who he would become in Jesus. And that's how Jesus sees you and me here today. Do you know that? Not for what we are today, as some of us, even here today, are struggling in our spiritual lives with sin and other issues. But rather, Jesus sees who we can become as we're filled with his Holy Spirit, as we start denying ourselves and having less of us and more of him. Yes, once Peter died to himself, once he lived for Jesus, his life was radically changed, which caused those around him to radically change also. See, that is the fruit of our lives being changed. It will change the lives of others. Now listen, if you look at your life and no one else around you is changing, then maybe you're not really changed. Maybe they're not seeing anything in your life. Maybe they're not looking at you like, geez, I don't know what you have, but I want what you have. And if they're not saying that, and they're not seeing that, then maybe we haven't allowed the Lord to really change us. But again, where did that all start in Peter's life? It all started with his brother Andrew, who came to him and introduced him to Jesus. And speaking of Andrew introducing Peter to Jesus. Do you know that every time we read of Andrew in the Bible, he is always bringing someone and introducing someone to Jesus? Do you remember when the multitudes were following Jesus and they were really hungry and weary? There was like 5,000 people following Jesus. And that 5,000 was just men. It wasn't counting the women and the children. So this could have been a crowd of who knows, 12, 15,000 people with the wives and the kids and all of that. And it's like, they came and Jesus says, well, you guys should feed them, he said to the disciples. And the disciples are like, feed them? Are you serious? We don't have any food. We can't feed these people. 
But yet it was Andrew that said in John chapter 6, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish. So it was Andrew who said, look, I don't know how we're going to feed these people, but here's a boy, Jesus, and he brought him to Jesus. He's got five little barley loaves and two fish. God took that from that introduction from Andrew, and he fed that twelve to 15,000 people. Or what about the time that the Greeks came looking for Jesus? There was Gentiles. Now we know that Jesus came for the Jew first, and also for the Gentile, the non-Jew. And so there was these Gentile men. They came seeking after Jesus. They said, look, we want to talk to him. Notice it was Andrew that brought those men to Jesus and introduced them to Jesus. Yes, whenever we read about Andrew in the Bible, we always see him bringing someone to Jesus. Could you imagine if the same could be said of you and me? That we would be remembered for always bringing people to Jesus. That we would be remembered for doing, it's like, hey, listen, that's the guy that invited me to church. That's when I gave my life to Christ is because so-and-so invited me. You know, we have certain people here and, well, you know who you are. And it's just like, every time I see you, you're always introducing me to someone at the back door. Like, oh, I brought my neighbor. I brought this person. I brought that person. I just, here's a relative. There's, you know, whatever. And they just, people are coming. And it's like, but it's always that one handful of people here. Shouldn't it be with all of us? That we're reaching out to the lost and the lonely here in Los Angeles. Do you have any lost and lonely around in your life? Is there anyone that's maybe, you know, just caught up in a little bit of sin that maybe you could just say, hey, why don't you come to church with me? Why don't you check it out? Why don't you do what Jesus said? Come and see. Why don't you come and check it out? Yes, when we read about him, that's what Andrew did. Let's look what it says here in John chapter 1, verse 43. It says, the next day, he, Jesus, purposed to go forth into Galilee. And he found Philip, and Jesus said to him, follow me. Interesting. All right, so now the King James says that he went forth, which he did. But it was because he purposed to go forth. Yes, Jesus purposed. In the Greek, it means that Jesus determined to go. He desired to go. He intended to go. It was his plan to go. And why did Jesus purpose and plan to go into Galilee? Because he had a preordained meeting with Philip. Philip didn't know this, but the Lord did. And God did the same for you and for me. He determined to reach out to us at some point in our lives. He desired to know us. He intended to save us and give us the hope of heaven. I am so glad that Jesus came and he found me. I was such a disaster. I was running with no direction. I had no purpose in my life. I was aimlessly wandering through life. And the Lord knew that. And it was just a few months earlier that I had gone to this mainline denomination church where these people invited me. So I went with them. And the priest came out and gave the message in Latin, which does me a whole heck of a lot of good. I can barely speak English, okay? And so I remember listening to this message. I'm just thinking like, what a royal waste of time. Like, why would anybody come here? And I just remember when I walked out of the place, I said, I will never step foot into a church again in the rest of my life. I'm like, why would you come and hear some worthless message that you don't even understand in some other language? I was just incensed, like, what a waste of time. I wonder, though, if there's someone that you know that's like that. 
You know, someone that has had a bad experience in church. And it's like, oh, yeah, I've done the church thing. It was just not there. Well, hold on now. Not all churches are the same. You know, some churches actually meticulously want to teach the word of God. Sometimes there's churches that are out there and they want to introduce you to the real God, not some fictitious mumbo jumbo in religiosity. No, there's some churches that are alive, but it takes that person. There's no better advertising than word of mouth. There's no better advertising than someone just saying like, hey man, you want, why don't you just come with me? Come once. If you hate it, don't come back. It's not like they chain you to the chair. Do you see any chains on the chairs? No, we saved money on these. They were cheaper if you bought them without chains. So we did. No, just kidding. Anyway, no, we don't chain anyone to the chair. So I wonder if there's anyone like that that you know. But notice when he called Philip, he simply said, follow me. He didn't force Philip to follow him. Yet Philip came. And because he came, he was able to see. And I'm sure he was overwhelmed by the presence of Jesus Maybe it was just the love of Jesus. Maybe it was Jesus' eyes penetrating into his soul. You know, maybe it was the incredible wisdom that was rolling off of Jesus' lips. Maybe it was just the touch of the master. Well, just as we saw in the life of Andrew, Philip also had an overwhelming passion to tell others about Jesus, which brings up our point, those who believe. Now, again, before we read this, I just want you to really think about this because this new progressive Christianity is, oh, we don't tell anyone about this. We want to force our ideology on anyone else. It's like, do you notice that anyone that hung out with Jesus, they weren't forcing ideology. They were preaching it. Because they changed their lives and they love people enough to want to change their lives. But let's read here what happened with Philip. John chapter 1 verse 45 says, Philip found Nathanael and he said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. It's Jesus of Nazareth and the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him. And he said to him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. And Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, well, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael answered him, rabbi. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You shall see greater things than these. And I said to him, truly, truly, I say to you that you shall see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Wow. Now, I wonder what Nathaniel was thinking when he saw his close friend Philip shaking with excitement. You know, we have found him. We have found the Messiah. It is Jesus of Nazareth. Well, the first thing that Nathaniel does is he mocks his friend. He says, yeah, right. Jesus of Nazareth. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Understand, Nazareth was not like we see on some Christmas cards. It was then and still is today a small, insignificant little village. Yet this mocking doesn't even affect Philip at all. As he looks intently into the eyes of Nathaniel, his friend. And he says in verse 46, oh yeah, come and see. 
You need to come and see what I have already seen. Again, I wonder how many of us get tongue-tied when our friends mock us for sharing instead of saying, come and see, we just become silent. Oh, you know, my pastor's always talking about talking to people. Okay, fine. Hey, I'd like to tell you about Jesus. Yeah, Jesus is an idiot. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, never mind. Bye. You know, it's like, wait a second. We don't have to just turn around and walk away. I mean, by what appears to be their disinterest in Jesus. They might say, I don't believe in God. Oh, okay, sorry, I don't want to bother you. Maybe they say, I'm an atheist. Don't you think it's a little bit of a smokescreen? Maybe they've told you, you know, I make it a point never to talk about religion or politics, you know, whatever, okay? Or they say, I already go to church, but you know they're not really a walking believer. It's all a smokescreen to change the subject. Look, that didn't stop Philip. And it shouldn't stop us. Understand, unfortunately, there have been many examples of people who say that they know God, yet, you know, they have been a bad example. You know, think about everything that people see and what they think about Christianity on what's portrayed on TV. Have you ever been late night checking all those channels out, the numbers that you don't even go to on direct TV and everything? You see all these crazy, bizarre numbers and you're, you're flipping through those channels. You see some of the preachers on those things? They are lunatics. I mean, I'm like, I'm watching some of these people like, who watches you? Who pays for this time? It's like, you are full of everything but the truth. And it's like, there's just weirdness on there. Listen, it's not rocket science. If something looks weird, it's usually because it's weird. Okay. It's like, so if you're seeing something on TV and it looks really weird, it's probably because it's weird. But understand, God is not weird. His word is not weird, but you have to cut people some slack because people will see all of these different things out there and it's like they lump us all together. Oh, that's all Christianity. No, 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 that's not Christianity. That's that own, that's that own person's weirdness right there. So when they seem a little apprehensive to want to talk about Jesus, we have to understand that there's good reason for that. Yet God has chosen us to share with others. We are a vehicle that he has chosen to work through. And there are things that can help us open doors for other people to share the gospel. Like, number one, don't act weird, okay? Like if you're at work and you decide you want to share with your coworkers, don't jump up on your desk and start yelling at people, you need to turn or burn, okay? It's like, that's not good, okay? Don't do that. You know, tact is always good. Number two, don't yell at people and don't start shaking when you're talking about God. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit's coming on me and I just really feel I need to share something with you. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. Back off a little bit, buddy. Back off on the coffee and everything else. Okay. Okay. Number three, be natural, act normal, live an upright life, be honest, be sincere care about people that are around you. Look, when you genuinely care for people, they will listen to you. Work hard. Let people see that you're different. Because when people see us carry ourselves with an attitude, or we think that we are holier than the other people we're talking to, or we're know-it-alls, or we talk more than we listen, I can tell you this, you're going to have a very hard time sharing your faith with anyone who knows you if you're like that. 
But that was not the case with Philip. He looked into the eyes of his mocking friend and he says, you know what? You need to come and see. See, Philip wasn't going to let Nathaniel dodge his need for Jesus by changing the subject on where he's from. Oh, he's from Nazareth. Nothing good can come out of Nazareth. So what about you? Do you invite anyone to church on a weekly basis? Me and my wife used to invite people to church. We went to harvest all the time. And I still do it here today. All you need to say is like, look, why don't you come and see? Why don't you come and check it out? Come once with me. It's like an hour and a half. If you don't like it, don't come back. I tell this to people all the time. I was just on the phone on Friday. I was calling about this loan I have, and I had to ask a question about it. And so it was a big company. And so uh, I get this gal on the phone, and she's answering my question. And I just said to her, so by the way, what state are you in? You know, because you have these call centers that are all over the place. And, And she goes, oh, I'm in Florida. I go, oh, how's the weather in Florida? She goes, oh, it's like in the 80s today. I'm like, oh, cool. So I I started building a little relationship with her. So she's like, okay, well, I'm glad I answered all your questions. You have a nice day. I said, what? We're not done yet. (laughs) She goes, we're not. I said, no, because I have something I need to share with you. I go, it's pretty important. She goes, well, okay. I said, are you sitting down? Because this is a lot to take in. And she's like, I am sitting down. I said, okay, so when's the last time that you were talking to someone about his issue with a loan? And then all of a sudden that person said to you, when's the last time someone told you that there's a God in heaven that loves you? And she says, no one has ever said that to me. And I said, Well, do you know that's why Jesus came? Jesus came and he died on the cross so that your sin and my sin could be forgiven. Not only could we be forgiven, but we could have entrance into heaven. She goes, you don't even know how much I needed to hear that today. And I said, well, good, because that's how much God loves you. He cares about you. And so it wasn't done. We weren't done yet. Hold on. And so she goes, well, you know, I I so needed to hear that today. And I said, well, listen, do you have a pen? She says, yes. I go, can you write this down? I said, write down Core Church Los Angeles. And so she goes, is that Core, C-O-R-E? I said, yes, Core Church Los Angeles. I said, I want you, when we get off this phone, I want you to go to the app store with your cell phone. I want you to download our free app. It's Core Church Los Angeles. It'll only take a couple minutes to download. I said, then go on there. The top thing on that, on that thing is this current messages. And I said, just hit that. And there is literally hundreds of video messages there. Now, I'm asking you to listen to one of them. If you hate it when you're done, just delete the app. It didn't cost you anything just delete it she goes you know what i already know i am not going to delete this i need this you don't even know and not only will i download it i will listen to a message just like you said and i will tell other people about it and i'm like well there you go okay it's like and so i'm sitting there and you know how long it took to tell her that as long as it took me to tell you it was like 90 seconds and then i just said goodbye i'll never see this person again but it's like somehow, some way, something affected her life on that day. God has called us all to affect other people's life in this life. Those who need to experience a real and a vibrant relationship with Jesus. See, it's our desire here at Core Church to present a service of worship from the music to a culturally relevant message from the Word of God. What is this 
book that's 2,000 years old have to do with us today? Well, it has everything to do with us today because fads change, fashions change, but the word of God and the heart of man never changes. So that's why when we invite people, they come into an atmosphere where hopefully they're going to get a message that's going to minister to them because our desire is to bring the word of God across in such a way that any and all people that you come in contact with can come and hear a message. And our desire is to never embarrass you if you bring somebody. And we, more important than that, we don't want to ever embarrass our Lord. See, Philip simply said, come and see. Shouldn't that be what we say also? And that's all it took for Nathaniel. And when Jesus saw Nathaniel, he told him who he was. He says, I know you, Nathaniel. You're an honest seeking Israelite. Nathaniel said, how do you know me? You've never seen me before. Jesus replied, I saw you sitting under the fig tree before Philip came to you. Well, that seemed to floor Nathaniel. Maybe he was praying, oh Lord, under that tree, how much longer? How much longer until the promised Messiah comes and saves us? Lord, we're such a mess. Who knows what he was praying? But the Lord had seen him. Well, we're not told exactly what it was, but whatever happened when Jesus told him that, he saw him sitting under the tree. Nathaniel believed immediately. He came, he saw, and he believed. He says, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, because I told you you were sitting under the fig tree. Then he told Nathaniel, if you thought that was something special, just wait and see all the great things that are going to come your way. What things? How about everything from Jesus healing the sick to raising the dead to being bludgeoned to death on the cross and rising himself from the dead to one day seeing him in his glory in heaven? Yes, the same goes for you and for me. When we come and we see, we too will see greater things. Jesus used in verse 51 what appears to be a reference to Jacob's ladder that's recorded in Genesis 28. When Jacob had a vision of angels going to and fro heaven on a ladder. Wouldn't it be interesting to wonder if Nathaniel under the fig tree was reading the Old Testament scriptures and reading Genesis 28 about Jacob and the ladder and Jesus brings it out to him right there. Just a thought, who knows, but I wouldn't give it past the Lord to do that. Now Jesus is going to be that ladder between heaven and earth and now we're gonna see the power and the miracles of God because of that. And it's all going to happen in and through him. And we... Like Nathaniel, if we come and see with a believing heart, we will see greater things. Like when we see Jesus as the alpha, he will also be the omega in our life. He will be the first and the last. When we believe and we're baptized, we will be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. When we see Jesus on the cross, we will also see him on his throne one day. Meaning as we follow him in this temporal life, we can look forward to spending our eternal life with him in heaven one day in a place that he's prepared for us. Yes, believe in him now and we'll see greater things. We will become more than we could ever imagine on our own. God himself will fill us and he will use us. Our life and our future will never ever be the same if we only 
will simply come and see. Maybe you have even asked Christ in your heart as your savior, but you're kind of like that person who's got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. And it's such a miserable place to be in because you got just enough of the world in your life where you're not really happy in your relationship with Christ, but yet you have just enough of a relationship with Christ that you're not totally comfortable in the world anymore. You got like a civil war going on inside of you. You know, at what point where you just really go all in. You know, we're told in the Bible many times in the Old Testament, there was people that fully followed the Lord. Like Joshua and Caleb, it says they fully followed the Lord. Let me ask you, are you fully following the Lord? See, when Jesus, when he met Peter, he changed Peter's life. When he found Philip, he said to him, follow me. And Philip followed him and brought other people to him. Nathaniel believed and he worshiped the Lord. Now it's our turn. We are the people of today. We are the people that God has risen up for this time in this culture that we live in. Oh, it's a dark culture. It's a messed up world that we live in. Chaos is surrounding us, but he's called us to be lights that shine in this dark world. Amen. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, that's Core Church LA, one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.